Welcome to the WorkWise Law Podcast, a podcast that helps business owners better understand employment law and avoid costly employment mistakes. Featuring WorkWise Law attorneys Renee Noy and Alexis James. This is the WorkWise Law Podcast, and we're here with Renee Noy and Alexis James. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. Doing great. Yeah, you're hanging in there. Another day. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's um, it's very interesting in these times because there seems to be a huge sh- shortage of employees for small businesses and businesses in general. What are you seeing with regards to employers? How are they reacting? Are they reacting in healthy ways or potentially damaging ways? What would you say, Renee? So right now, it's like unprecedented shortage of applicants. And most of our clients that we've been talking to lately are having a really hard time filling roles. And it's been extraordinarily stressful because the employers, the owners, are in there filling in the gaps and doing work that you know they otherwise would have employees doing. So what we're finding is that there's this desperation. Mm-hmm. And so anyone that fills in an application is most likely going to get the job. And that is very disconcerting to me and Alexis because, yeah, <laughs> because, what? What, because hiring – Hiring is uh, one of the most critical parts of a business. Mm. And if you don't have a really healthy vetting process and go through all of the protocols that we recommend um, just as employment lawyers, then you are potentially opening yourself up to a lot of potential liability and exposure. Um, It's just really, it's really dangerous. Mm. So it's better to just, we always say hire slow. And, um, and in this, you know, circumstance where people are just needing bodies, Mm. it's a really hard thing to advise when I understand the the need for it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you get yourself into some sort of wrongful termination lawsuit, uh, you know, just any type of issue that comes with having bad employees, and you're going to pay the price. So, you know, what we are trying to caution everybody right now is even though it's really stressful, and hopefully, this will get better. I, I feel that it will get better once unemployment is not so palatable for, for people. Um, then, you know, and just until you can weather that and, and still try to follow the steps that we would advise in any other time, you know, it's just you don't want to fall into a trap. It's, it, it seems so complicated because we, as employers, don't want to make a mistake. And yet there is this sort of panic. Alexis, are you are – you, um, hearing a common theme or themes from your clients regarding this? Yes, and in every industry. I yeah. spoke to a law firm the other day. They had five uh, appointments scheduled for a receptionist position, and all five no-showed. And no-showed. No-showed. And the thinking is that everyone's on unemployment, and so they have to certify that they're going out for interviews and they're putting down the name of the employer, but they have no intention of actually going out for the job. So there's plenty of work to go around, and there's no one showing up for it. And so the employers are going, okay, I have a breathing person in front of me. I'm going to take them, and I'll deal with it later. But exactly what Renee's saying is, would you rather have someone help you for six weeks in a shortage mm-hmm. Versus being in a lawsuit with the wrong person for two years. You know, you don't want to have that short-sighted thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think we're fearful is going to happen right now. So what would be the first step that somebody should take when hiring an employee? Or what's a, a really good first thing? 
You might take yeah, that. Yeah, go ahead. So um, having a game plan, because when we wing things, that's when we make mistakes. Okay. So having a game plan means thinking about what the job really entails and who is the right person to fit that job. Mm. What criteria do they have? And it doesn't mean that everyone has to come in with a perfect amount of experience or the perfect education because mm -hmm. some people can learn on the spot and be great. But you have to think about what characteristics you really want from an employee. So you got to have a game plan that way. Then you also have to have your written job description so that you can show that applicant, this is what the job really entails. Can you do this? Are you able to do this? Mm -hmm. um, and rather than creating a job and then you change it and the employee says, well, hey, you didn't hire me for that. And now I want more money because that wasn't what you told to me in the interview. Mm -hmm. So you have to think through these things first and present them and be authentic about this is the job. Are you able to do the job? Also, um, you know, background checks for certain industries I think are critical. I don't think it's necessary for every industry because right. it's expensive and it takes time. Right. Um, and there's rules around it uh, that you have to be aware of in terms of, you know, making conditional offers, understanding that whatever comes back, you know, there's a lot of ramifications if it's not, if the crime, you know, or whatever the mm -hmm. situation may be, if it's not correlated to the position, you have to write, you know, there's, there's, things that you need to justify and write out and it's just complicated so you have to understand what you're dealing with but um, but besides that there's reference checks that I think a lot of employers are not doing and I just had a situation last week with one of our um, clients they're in the housing industry um, in the city and they had an employee that they, they were desperate to bring in it was like an assistant type position and he checked her references, and, and one person very specifically told him not to hire her, which you're not really supposed to do, but that's, right. he's, he's not my client, so cool. I didn't care. Yeah. But he said, don't hire her. She's you know totally red flagged and named all these reasons why. But he was so desperate. He's like, well, she seems fine. So he hired her, and to get him out of this was, I mean, that's why he found me, was because he needed to figure out a way to terminate her, and it was disastrous. And had he not hired me to help him and just terminated, there's no question that she would have sued him. And so we were able to package it, you know, then you're dealing with really heavy severance packages potentially and just going through all of the, the protocols. So it's, um, you, you really want to pay attention and, and take any red flag that you get from an employee during the interview process, you want to take that very, very seriously. What What is your technique or how do you take the heightened anxiety of an employer and say, take a breath, don't hire the first person, what do you recommend they do in order to pause and think about this before moving forward with hiring somebody? I mean, for what I've been doing with my clients is just educating them and just mm -hmm. trying to explain to them just what the other side could be. Exactly what Alexis said. I mean, you, you're trying to fill this short-term nightmare gap, and you could end up you know, being married to this employee and dealing with their termination lawsuit for two years. It, it's absolutely true, and I've seen it. Alexis and I have both seen it. So, um, so you just, if, I feel like if we, I mean, I don't intend to scare you know, clients, right. but I, I, once you give them enough information, it's hard not to scare them. Mm -hmm. But they need to understand you know, that this is not something you just go into lightly. We're employment lawyers. We're in the business of scaring people. Unfortunately. <laughs> I, think I think that's in our job description. <laughs> Wait, you didn't scare me enough. <laughs> um, but one other alternative, if you really are so desperate that you have to bring somebody on, 
is to bring them on on a temporary basis and have the right offer letter that really specifies how long the employment is going to be. You can always extend it and you know if they're doing a great job then they become a regular regular employee, but at least specify that you're hiring them on a temporary basis even if it's a trial 3 week period. Um, your documents have to spell it out the right way and you should use an employment attorney to do that, but at least you're not opening yourself up to a much longer situation. I was going to ask, is that something I would pick up the phone and say, Alexis, I really like this person, but I need a trial agreement or employment agreement uh, for a temporary. Is that something you could do? Right. Absolutely. I mean, most employees in California are at-will employees, meaning that you can hire or fire at any time. And even if there is a probationary period or an introductory period, that doesn't really change things. They're always going to be at will. But what I'm suggesting is maybe you do a three-week term contract and do a real trial run, and you're only guaranteeing three weeks of work. Great idea. And see if that person will work out. Great idea. Just for the record, at will has a ginormous asterisk next to it. Yes. Because <laughs> I, get, I get employers all the time calling me and they get, they're very emboldened. They're like, you know, it's at will employment. I could hire and fire them. Why are you telling me I can't fire them? But at will does not really necessarily mean at will because you, you cannot fire somebody if it's um, for a protected, you know, if there's some protected reason why they should not be terminated. So if you're firing them because of, you know, their race, their age, their religion, anything that's protected under a statute. So, um, Obviously, you know, the employer is always going to say that that's not why they're terminating them. But then, you know, coming from the plaintiff side and knowing what the what the employee is going to say to their lawyer, it's not about their performance because they're amazing performers or amazing employees. It's about the color of their skin or their religion or, you know, something where they are protected. So I know that's a whole other podcast. That's a, that's a whole well, that's that a seven hour discussion. Week. That can be our next week's topic. Yeah, for sure. That's a that's a big discussion topic. But mm-hmm. um, but I just, you know, when you say at will, I always get nervous because at will does not really mean at will. <laughs> <laughs> it's at will, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Call your lawyer. Asterisk. <laughs> Call your lawyer, asterisk. <laughs> That's exactly right. You've been listening to the WorkWise Law Podcast, brought to you by WorkWise Law PC, a law firm dedicated to protecting your business from costly employment mistakes. The information provided in this WorkWise Law PC podcast includes general information about legal issues and developments in the law. Such materials are for informational purposes only and may not reflect the most current legal developments or nuances for particular sets of facts. These informational materials are not intended and must not be taken as legal advice on any particular set of facts or circumstances. This podcast is not presented as a substitute for obtaining legal advice from a licensed attorney, nor should you rely on anything on this website for legal purposes without seeking legal advice from a licensed attorney. By listening to this podcast or reading the transcript on any platform, There has been no creation of an attorney-client relationship.